We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live post-game show slash podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. The Lakers did not have it today against the Chicago Bulls. LeBron's return, and unfortunately, it gets spoiled. The Bulls, red-hot shooting. The Lakers couldn't seem to get stops and just couldn't seem to get things going in general. Well, not what we were hoping for, certainly. Now the Lakers essentially go into a must-win situation on Wednesday in Chicago. So now you have to go out onto the road and find a way to get the job done there. Lots to talk about, lots of breakdown in this one. If you join me live over on YouTube, over on Facebook, over on Twitter, welcome in podcast listeners. Make sure that you do subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. To kick things off today, we've got Ron Gutterman and Sean Davis jumping in. Guys, certainly not the way that we wanted to see this game go. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. A lot of people upset with Darvin Ham right now. Is that justified? Yeah, it's justified. Um, the the rotations were a little weird. No, Rui Hachimura. The entire game is, is definitely a decision. Um, and you know some scheme things that I'm not going to dive into that were kind of frustrating too. But to wrap it up into a tiny, pretty bow. Uh, the Lakers have to get more creative with how they get Anthony Davis the ball. It's just the same three or four ways, and the elite of elite coaches are going to scout that. We've seen Toronto do it. Uh, Billy Donovan, who I think is a really underrated coach, did it tonight. Like eight shots, I think, for Anthony Davis. That's not an AD showing up saying, I don't care about basketball. That's we have two ways to get you the ball. Yeah, Ron, AD, eight shots on the game, uh, Troy Brown, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, LeBron, Malik Beasley all finished with more shots than AD, despite the fact that he played more minutes than any of them, save for Austin Reeves, who played one minute more than AD. To me, Ron, that's that's a problem, and that has to get fixed. Yeah, and it is a problem. I don't know that it's necessarily an AD problem. It's partially an AD problem, right, because – We've talked about the need to assert yourself as a star player, but it also felt like the Lakers guards were settling a lot. Yeah, um, It felt like they were just shooting at will and 
not really working to get Anthony Davis involved. Again, we've talked about it a lot. Anthony Davis does need to be more assertive, but he's not a point guard. He doesn't start the possession with the ball, never does. And you can't really do anything to get him involved unless you involve him. Um, like he can't go steal the ball from Dennis Schroeder or mm-hmm. steal the ball from Malik Beasley, who's taking his 15 three of the night. Like you can't really do that. So it's on the guards to, you know, pick and choose your spots when to pull up for three and when to say, okay, this isn't my, my turn. Let me go get someone else involved. Probably who's a better player than me. Well, and part of this too is, you know, we, we have these games where Anthony Davis goes to the free throw line a bunch. And so then his shot attempts look low, but it's, it's a mirage. It's not real. Like his shot attempts look low, but his usage is actually really high because field goal attempts are getting wiped out because he's getting fouled. Uh, that wasn't the case today. Six free throw attempts, made three of them. Uh, a lot of this was just the Lakers were not getting him the ball. I do think some of it's got to fall on, on AD to demand the ball and get going. But a lot of it is, yeah, scheme-wise, you've got to figure out ways to get him going more often. And look, if you're the Bulls, you come into this game saying, hey, if we can get – and Troy Brown shot great. But you're saying, if we can get Troy Brown to be their shooter, if we can get – Dennis Schroeder to, to be taking the shots. If we can get these other guys to be the one shooting, ultimately that's probably going to be for our betterment. If Anthony Davis isn't the guy to get going, uh, Ace of Hearts says such an avoidable loss, one timeout, and we're good. I don't. In general, I have a problem with Darvin's timeout rhythm. I think he lets things go too long before calling a timeout. But, but I don't think they were one timeout away from winning this game. I I got yeah. I've been talking back and forth with uh, a couple a couple people about this game and the general consensus is that like this was a bad Darwin game like he's been a lot better um, not to say he's been perfect he's obviously has his flaws this was like a particularly bad Darwin Ham game and it was compounded by a particularly bad shooting game from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it's just one of those things where it, it, it really compounds itself very quickly. That That's the other thing, right? Is that the Lakers shot 51% from the field. And so most of this was on the bulls hitting shots, but 36% from three, but that's kind of a barrage too, because a lot of those threes were Beasley bumping his percentages up by hitting threes. Once the game was already over, which is amazing. Um, speaking of timeouts, I'm going to call a little timeout here and bring in Scorpio sky. Hey guys, we're not 500 anymore. No, Lakers drop below. Now we've got to go get back to, now we can say back to 500, but they've got to win the next game to get back to 500. Uh, What were your thoughts on on tonight's game? Just a really frustrating game. One of those ones where you get down early and you're just constantly chasing and and they keep teasing you. They get a little bit like, okay, it's it's within striking range and then, Chicago pulls away again. So just, you know, incredibly frustrating. I'm sure Lakers fans feel the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, you had it to to eight at halftime, and then you immediately give up like a 9-0 run, I think, to start the, the third quarter. And that, I mean, that was pretty yeah. much it. That was where you needed to just kind of chip away a little more. And instead, you just couldn't keep the Bulls within arm's length. Uh, Koa said, Ham was so bad, left Rui completely out. Both Braun and AD out for five minutes to start the second quarter until we went down 21 and bench Vando when Levine was on fire. I'm in agreement with all that. You guys know while we were over on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation for the game. I was I was 
upset with what we saw where the where Darvin just let the Bulls run, keep going and going and going. And then the Lakers went on a little run. They went on a 5-0 run. Boom, instant timeout, put a stop to it. That's that's what you see from opponents and what we don't see from the Lakers. I think they need to be a little bit more quick on their timeouts. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Rui, though. Sean, what, what happened here? Rui, DNP coach's decision. It, it, it makes no sense. Um, it's super, super frustrating that Rui, who I thought for the better half since probably the all-star break had been really, really solid. Um, and in a game where you just needed more size on the floor, you had Dennis Schroeder for crying out loud, guarding DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine during pivotal moments of this game. Um, Rui had, what, two okay, the bad games, and he gets completely benched, and Lonnie has one good one, and he hadn't played in, like, three weeks. So um, that's really what I want to know in the in the presser today is, like, how or what was the just the, the thought process behind Rui not playing? That's my only question for Darvin. I don't care what else they ask him, but that's what I want to know. Did, did Rui do anything to lose minutes, do we think? Is that – I mean, I know his minutes got cut, but to be completely removed from the game. Although I said this on the on playback too, like if if Lonnie didn't play and Rui played 15 minutes or, or whatever, there'd be a lot of people saying Lonnie went for 20 last game. Why didn't he play? If Lonnie played, we win this game. Right? I mean, that would be that would be the commentary right now. If Lonnie was the one who didn't get any minutes, there's that grass is always greener effect. I, I do think Rui should get minutes, but where should those be coming from? if Lonnie's going to be part of the rotation now. I, I think it was clear that Lonnie didn't really have it tonight. I mean, it, not like the way he had it the other night. And, and I wasn't a fan of the rotations in general. There was a lineup out there that absolutely got killed. It was like Reeves, Lonnie, Beasley, Vando, and Winion. That mm-hmm. that unit was minus 77. Yes. And, and the, Bull, the Bulls went on their big run, I believe in the second quarter, with that unit on the floor. And so, uh, I mean, just where is your scoring going to come from aside from like the most consistent guy is Austin Reeves. So if Beasley doesn't have it going and Lonnie doesn't have it going and it's not like Vando or Winion are offensive, you know, juggernauts, Mm -hmm. you know, where's your scoring going to come from? I understand you are limiting LeBron's minutes, uh, but I, I definitely, again, continually would like to see one of him or Anthony Davis on the floor at the same time or, or excuse me. Um, at all times and then not playing Rui, you know, again, huge mistake uh, size, his shooting, just the way he can affect the game, not a great defender, but the way he, with his size and the way he can move can get in there and, and change some things. And I just didn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a surprise to see Rui be the one that, that didn't get in there. Uh, Rui said, great to see the goat back. His foot and movement look great. And Rui DNP is just disgusting. Uh, Ham. Ham is going to cost us a playoff series. Sean, I, I see you're in agreement with this. Uh, what did you think of LeBron today? I thought LeBron, more so defensively, I was really, really impressed. Ron mentioned on the playback stream, he got beat a couple of times in one-on-one situations. He's also 38, but like he he just looked active and engaged defensively, and it reminded me who you know we haven't seen LeBron in like a month or whatever. But when LeBron is locked in defensively, he is not a bad defender at all. Like when you're guarding Zach Levine, a top five two guard in the NBA, you're gonna get beat. And I mean, like it was one time when like Beasley got just cooked by Zach Levine. Neither here nor there. But 
Like LeBron, when he's active, locked in, he's super, super good defensively. And it was interesting, I felt, that LeBron was really making a concerted effort that I'm going to the rim, nobody can stop me, I'm LeBron James, which yeah. is smart. Yeah, that it absolutely is. Absolutely is. Um, Ace of Hearts said, Beasley decided to do his job with five minutes left, LOL. Ron, we were, we were talking about this. Beasley, 6 of 14, but a bunch of them came when the game was, was essentially over. That's going to raise his overall three-point percentage, and it'll be a little bit misleading because this is two games now where we've seen Beasley get hot in garbage time. Yeah, I mean, when it comes time for Malik Beasley to negotiate his next contract, we're all going to forget that what this game was. Uh, and he's going to just point to that six for 14 and say, see, I'm a willing shooter and I shoot 43% from beyond the arc. You can trust me. And um, we're going to forget that this is how it actually happened. Uh, Sky, what do you think about Beasley? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel pretty much the same way everybody else does. Uh, when he has it, he's incredible. He just has not had it even uh, a regular, a uh, relatively regular basis since he's been a Laker, and you know that's going to be a tough decision to make this off season with sixteen million dollars on his contract. Um, you know, I, if he is drawing defenders, he's valuable. But we have seen in a few games where guys are just like, okay, he doesn't have it. We're not worried about him. And if that's what Malik Beasley comes, then he's almost unplayable. Yeah, I mean, he's got too much. So much of his value is tied into his three-point percentage that if that dips at all, you're suddenly in, in big, big trouble. I mean, look at you know Duncan Robinson. Went from being a really, really good three-point shooter to just being above average. And suddenly he's untradeable, right? So that's the that's always the danger with guys who have a lot of their value tied into the three point percentage or or any one thing in particular. If you're not able to do that one thing consistently, then it starts to be a, a problem. Uh, Ivan said, "Lakers lose every time I join playback. Sacrifices must be made. Uh, if that's if that's what it is, Ivan. If that's all it takes, then then we can sacrifice one person in the the playback room." If, uh, if that's going to guarantee come on trevor that was heartless what that was wait, heartless wait, wait i'm saying that it, that if if, it, if that's what it takes for the lakers to win i'm sure ivan would agree with me right if he that said, means if ivan not hanging out with us on playback is going to result in a lakers win i would think that that he would be okay with that heck if that was all it took for me i would hop out gladly if that if that meant the lakers were going to win <laughs> ivan if you do show up on the next playback, Trevor's just going to boot you immediately. So don't, even, <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> I mean, what, wouldn't you guys, if you had that choice of either you can be with us on, on playback, or if you're not, you know that's going to result in a Lakers win, you would stay out, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lakers over everything. It's, it's about the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. That's right. That's there not the back. Wow. It's nothing against Ivan. I'm sure Ivan is wonderful. Um, Tyler, we just lost to an awful team. No. Uh, back to under 500. Wednesday is a must win. Zero defense played. Horrible rotations, etc. Glad Braun back at least. People have a, a negative perception of the Bulls. When you look at this Bulls roster, like they're really good. And you look at what they've done on the season. They've been okay. They haven't been great. But this isn't the Houston loss is inexcusable. 
this game, you go, yeah, they've got some good guys that got hot. Like that, that happens. And yes, there's more to it in Darvin Ham and defense and, and all those sorts of things too. But this isn't like a, hey, all you have to do is show up and play with intensity and you should win this game. That's Houston. That's not Chicago. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are uh, 37 and 38 and the Bulls, the, ter- the, the awful Bulls are 36 and 38. So um, like they're, they're fine. They're a fine team. They have two all-stars in their starting lineup. Uh, they have they have two very good defensive guards in Caruso and Beverly. Like they have Patrick Williams, who's solid. They have Nikola Vucevic. Like they're this that's a solid basketball team. Now, did they play above their pay grade today? Probably. Like yes. they shot well above how they usually shoot. But it's it, they're not a bad team. And even if they go back down to earth on the shooting on Wednesday. Um, they're still a team that is capable of beating the Lakers. So the Lakers just got to play. Um, let's, I, I think this is going to be interesting tonight. Sometimes I stay away from these when the Lakers lose because I don't feel like handing out awards, but I'm curious where we go with this. Superstar of the night. Who's the best player for the Lakers tonight? Today, I guess. These afternoon games are weird. Who, who's the best player? Uh, right? LeBron? <laughs> um, yeah, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron? You know, six for 11, you know, 19 points, over two from three. That's not good, but eight rebounds, three assists. Um, I was Five surprised he was even going to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a little bit of rest after a month off, but I, I thought he looked pretty good for, for the time off coming back. Um, you know, he's got his burst. He still has, I mean, he was very light on his feet, looked good. Um, you kind of have to expect things like those turnovers and, and and the rest of the guy hasn't played in a month. So, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't, you know, the Anthony Davis of a few days ago. So who else are you going to give it to? Troy Brown? I'm not giving it to Troy. Troy Brown will never earn superstar of the Troy night from Brown, me. <laughs> Troy Brown was solid. He played he played well. He played good defense some of the time, which uh <laughs> is a pretty good step up from everyone else on the roster today. Um he hit he went 7 of 13, 4 of 9 from 3. Those are good numbers. Uh but yeah, I mean, if we're going just off the star group, then yeah, LeBron, but honestly, AD uh, it's it's interesting that we're criticizing like I get LeBron just came back from injury, but like the the chat is criticizing AD for his passiveness. LeBron shot three more shots and made the same amount as AD. AD went six of eight, and LeBron went six of eleven, and he scored nineteen and AD scored fifteen. But AD was passive and lazy, and LeBron was good. I don't know. That's were- a lazy excuse. I, I think people need to get off of Anthony Davis, and I apologize for cutting you off. No, you're good. Uh, but it's cool. just, I'm I'm getting very irritated by it. I mean, like it's way too much heat on Anthony Davis. This guy is phenomenal. He'll come, yeah. he'll go out and score forty points one night, and then two nights later, he gives you eighteen points. You know, on on low usage. And everyone's just like, oh, Anthony Davis. Oh, he's soft. Oh, he's like, he let us down again. He can't be the guy. And it's like, come on, man. You know, like, 
the heat he takes is absolutely ridiculous and people need to get off of it and stop calling guys soft in general because that's getting frustrating to me. I saw someone in the comment section said D'Lo is soft. If you don't play professional basketball, you really can't call someone soft. You know, I'm not going to look at a fireman and say, oh, he didn't go to work that day. Oh, he's soft. You know, maybe this guy had a hell of a a work day the day before. You know what I mean? And, And so that's just frustrating to me. Unless, again, unless you play, you don't know what it physically, uh, the physical toll it takes on your body to go out and perform. And if you cannot go out and perform, or if the doctor says you can't go out and perform, you should not be called soft for it. And if you are soft, if you do consider them soft, then lace up your, your shoes, grab a ball, and go play for him. That gets I mean- frustrating to me. I mean, Sky of the of the four of us, you can certainly speak to that more than 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 any of the, of us three here, right? I mean, you actually being a professional athlete, so ha- have you had to deal with that at all? With oh, with yeah. fans complaining about you not being out there or anything like that, where you think their perspective would change if they were in your uh, boots, as it were? Yeah, and I think that's why I get a little bit more sensitive or, or triggered by it because. You know, we always have guys that are sitting on the couch, I like to say, judging how we do our job. And if you don't do my job, you don't know what goes into it. And and take, for example, the NBA. Like, I've been watching the NBA my entire life. I'm a, a huge basketball fan. I watch it every single day of my life. I like to think I know a lot about the sport. The absolute worst player in the NBA still knows way more than I do and way more than I probably ever will about the sport. So it's just it, it's tough for me to see guys look about it like this. When people call uh, Anthony Davis soft, right? He's down there for 30, 35 minutes a night banging with seven footers. Let's let one of these people that are in comment sections, not I'm not just saying here, but across Twitter and all social media, let one of those people step onto a court for one quarter, 12 minutes, play eight minutes and bang with these guys that he's banging with and then call him soft. That's all I'm saying. Put yourself in his shoes and then judge him. Well, I I will say this just to play devil's advocate here. And and yes, you're right. that I don't think that people can truly understand the physical toll that it takes to play basketball. So when people call him Delo soft, who knows what his hip feels like right now? Right, just assuming, oh, his he's fine and he just doesn't feel like playing. No, basketball players tend to want to play basketball. But as far as AD goes, I think part of the issue is you look at Giannis, you look at Jokic. I mean, these are the guys he's most often compared to. Right, these are his peers. Do you see low, low usage games out of those guys? Not really. Right, most nights they're they're getting the ball, they're getting their touches, and, and so some of this I think does default to the coaching. But I think that's part of it. It's not even just not playing games. It's when you see a low usage game out of Anthony Davis and you say, Giannis is having high usage games every single night. Jokic is having high usage games every single night. Why is it every third game AD is just kind of setting screens out there and not really getting the ball and not getting shots up? And again, that frustration gets taken out on AD. But to me, that reflects more on the coaching and the scheme and the game planning than just on AD, though he can be part of that. I also, um, I would like to point out, um, just we're talking about Giannis, uh, we're talking about usage. Um, Here's Giannis's shot attempts in his last six games. Uh, 22, 12, 23, 9, 
16-23. So was he honest lazy? He also has low usage nights. There's variance in there. I'd, I'd be curious on the nine. Was that like a blowout win or a blowout? Uh, they won by seven against Toronto. He played 37 minutes. Okay. Oh, but no, you're right. Toronto. You are right, Trevor, though. I mean, and, and I, the criticism that I would give Anthony Davis is not that he's soft or he's, he's not tough or anything like that is his aggression is his standing up and commanding the ball. And, and, you know, he does get compared to Giannis. And I think the difference between Anthony Davis and Giannis is that Giannis is the best player he can possibly be 82 nights a year. And Anthony Davis is the best player he can possibly be 52 nights a year. 60, mm. 50. Yeah. yeah. And obviously they don't play that many, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of it too. And that frustration, sometimes that frustration gets vented in ways that maybe it shouldn't be. You know, yeah. and, and you wind up saying stuff. Um, Kyle Hampton said, well, we were 500. Okay, on to the second city to win, win the second game. Yep, got to find a way to win on Wednesday. Brandon, what's up, Trev? Can we get a breakdown of what tiebreakers we own and don't own? Yeah, I do need to put something like that together. I don't know them all off the top of my head. I know they have the tiebreaker over Golden State. They do not have the tiebreaker over Dallas. They currently don't have the tiebreaker over Minnesota. I don't think a win would get them that tiebreaker either uh, in their next matchup with them. But... I don't know. Are there any others you guys can think of on top of your heads? Some of the important matchups. OKC, they have the tiebreaker over. They don't have the Pelicans. They do have the Pelicans, I believe. And Ron, what was the one you said they don't have? They they don't have the Clippers. They don't have the Clippers, yes. Yeah, they do have Pelicans, don't have Clippers. So, um, Keon, WTF, Beasley. Every time shooting a a, a couple threes in a row or when the game's over Mm -hmm. and nothing to fight for, good for his average, bad for the team. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you prefer that he misses those shots though? <laughs> like I get it. It's yeah. funny because you're like, oh sure, you make them now. But like if he kept missing them, people would just be throwing their hands up too, right? There's no there's no win there, right? There's nothing yeah. there's nothing he can do in that situation taking that shot that is gonna result in happy fans, right? If him making garbage time threes led to momentum the next game. I I would just be feeding him the ball in garbage time. I'd yes. be like, take 30 shots, <laughs> I don't care. If that's what it led to, but it doesn't lead to that a lot of the time. And so I'm like, all right, dude, like go get yours, I guess. Like, that's fine. We're going to lose anyway. Uh, Senpai says, unfortunate, but I always had them splitting with Chicago. D'Lo is back, please. Hopefully he's back Wednesday. LeBron start. Get it done Wednesday. Master lock ham for DNP all season long. <laughs> Darvin Ham getting the master lock for did not play all season. Wow. Um, Senpai bringing the, bringing the fire there. Um, yeah. How much of this do you put on, on Darvin? Like I'm every time when I mentioned that the bulls were hot shooting the ball, I get, Oh, but it's on the Lakers defense, but you can't, you know, I'm not trying to dismiss the Lakers own blame here, right? Dismiss anything from the Lakers. just saying, Hey, it's a fact the bulls, they, they had a hot shooting night. Like, Hopefully they don't have a regression tomorrow night when they play the Clippers. But this is what NBA teams do sometimes. We saw that game against Portland where Portland was just insanely hot. The game against Dallas recently, that was painful. We said going in, Dallas can have an outlier shooter night and beat you. It's exactly what they did. They shot 40 plus 44% from three or something like that. How, how do you divide this up? How much of this is on the Lakers and how much of this is the Bulls had an outlier shooting night? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Nobody wants to jump on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Nobody should. just like, hmm. <laughs> let let Coach Sean take it. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Coach Gutterman, on. You, you got it. You, you're the Look, state champion. I'm going to be honest. I said it first, so it's really just it's really just you at this point. Oh, come on. Uh, I think it's about 50-50. I, I think both things can be true. I think Darvin and the coaching staff can have a bad game, and your defense isn't that great. But the Bulls have an outlet. Like, like, for example, right? If some of those threes that Chicago hit don't go, like DeMar DeRozan hit two threes, Derek Jones Jr. hit like two threes back to back. If those threes don't go in, we're saying, oh my gosh, the Lakers defense is amazing. Eh, no, they gave up wide open threes still. So, like, both things can be true. The Lakers defense sucked and the Bulls hit a ton of threes, like, or just made a ton of shots in general. Like, they can both be true. The question I would ask is if. Darvin Ham presses all the right buttons. He goes to Rui at the right time. Yeah. He gets LeBron back in the game at the right time. Do the Lakers still win if the Bull do the Lakers win if the Bulls still shot 50% from three? If Darvin Ham pressed all the right buttons. Not if the turnover discrepancy is the same. 18 to 9 in yeah, turnovers, just nine turnovers. Yeah. And a bunch of those came late. Right? Like Darvin Ham doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make bad passes. Mm-hmm. So if he presses all the right buttons and has a perfect coaching game but the Lakers still turn the ball over and the Bulls still hit 50% of their threes. I, I think the Bulls probably still win that game. Yeah. And even though like for some reason, I still get credit as the guy, the Darwin Ham lover, even though I've arguably criticized him the most out of anybody. If 
the Lakers, if like you said, if the Lakers, Darvinham makes all the correct adjustments, right? Like like you like you said, Ron, Darvin makes all the correct adjustments. They can still not work, and the Lakers can still lose the game, right? But is Darvin still going to get blame for not making adjustments where he could have made them? And if he did, and they don't work, you can't blame Darvin for that, like you like you're mentioning. Let me give um, you a very simple analogy that I like to use in situations like this. And that's, uh, you know, I used to fight for a couple of years, do some MMA and stuff. And we had a phrase where you can have the best coach in the world, but he's not going to fight for you. You have yeah. to go out and execute the game plan. You have to win your fight. And that's the same thing for basketball, man, and all sports. Very true. Very true. We do have an update here on LeBron. Okay. Uh, so LeBron, uh, as far as knowing exactly what the injury is, he tore a tendon in his right foot. Typically takes longer than four weeks to recover from. Doctors told him that he healed from the injury the fastest they've ever seen. And LeBron also added that two doctors recommended season-ending surgery. But then he went to see the, quote, LeBron James of feet. And he deter- and determined he'd be able to return. So basically, he's an alien. That's, that's the most LeBron injury update of all time. Like, that's the most... Like that is on par with um, anyone who's ever come into training camp and said, I'm in the best shape of my life. Like, all right, dude, sure. Of course you are. I want to know though, because I'm just reading that. That was from Yovan Buha's Twitter account. Um, I'm just reading that. I want to know, did LeBron literally say I went to the LeBron James of feet? Because Yovan put it in quotes. I'm assuming yes. Or did he say I went to the me of feet? (laughs) That one's worse, honestly. They're both well, yeah, bad. Both are, both are, both are bad, but I'm the, both the, the LeBron James of feet sounds like a, a bad foot fetish Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> also, LeBron taking the full on like Russell Wilson approach of like, you know, the doctors told me I was going to die when this injury happened. And I came back in three weeks. I'm superhuman. Like Russell Wilson did the same thing when he broke his thumb. They were like, the doctor said I might never be able to throw again, and here I am playing in an NFL game four weeks later. I but broke he still my back. Throw. He, was <laughs> he was awful. Oh my goodness! Oh, um, I this mean, he may, maybe doctors really did tell him there. that, but still, this is uh, LeBron said said uh, no more sources. I'm the source, and then proceeded to say some terrible, wild things about about feet injuries. Oh, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron. Um, I mean, like, it might be right. Doctors may have told him that's the fastest they've ever seen anybody heal from that. That's certainly possible. But <laughs> but still, I mean, hey, it's great that he's back. Like, we were expecting maybe he'd be back with a few games left in the season, something like that at best. But, I mean, him coming back today was certainly a pleasant surprise. But, and it's by, by the way, I didn't give a, a superstar uh, of the, the night or day. But uh, for me, it would be uh, LeBron for being, for, in part, for being able to come back like he did. But, yeah, that is a that is an interesting quote to say the least. Um, I think superstar of the night is the LeBron James of feet doctor. Is that, <laughs> that is the doctor who is the superstar LeBron of the James night. Of feet. He's going to start marketing himself as that. He I think should. you have to if you're he that should. doctor. You have to start marketing yourself as that, and like on his business cards. You know, doctor, whatever the LeBron James of feet. <laughs> <laughs> Those so, commercials uh, got to go crazy. Yes. 
So this this comment says, tough matchup. We were going to split against them. Delo is very important. We need him when we play teams with great offensive talent. Can't sit with soft injuries. Ham is dumb taking Rui out. Need to get minutes. I, it's I not on. It's typically not on the player to decide whether they sit or not. Like that's yeah. that's the team that gets to make that decision. The doctors clearly felt that he was not ready to play. I promise you, D'Angelo Russell is not healthy enough to play and said, eh, no, I'm going to take this one off. I'll see you guys in Chicago on Wednesday. <laughs> like, he's definitely injured. And, like, everyone be real with themselves. You've canceled plans for less. Like, just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You've canceled plans for less than a hip injury. Yeah, I mean, especially with a hip injury, though, like imagine if he had decided, oh, forget it, I'm going to go out and play and he misses every shot and he can't stay in front of everybody. Like, would you rather have that? And uh, by the yeah. way, someone in the comment section said, sky is soft. And you're absolutely right. I use moisturizer. I use lotion. I am very soft. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Holy, right, really quick. That's a point I wanted to ask you, Sky, because like another thing that people seem to forget about Dilo with the hip injury, he could very well easily play and make it worse, right? Yeah. And like as a pro wrestler, somebody that I'm sure that's dealt with injuries or whatever, like, that's definitely a possibility too. So yeah, like, why are you calling him soft? And he comes back, and he's now out for the season because he reaggravates it. Exactly. Maddie James said, "No defense all game. Of course, we would lose. Was it process or result? Sometimes you can look like you're not playing defense when teams are hitting shots. Whereas if teams are not making shots, you go, oh, great defense, right? We equate the two things. Sometimes you can play good defense, and teams just make shots. Other times you play bad defense, and teams miss." Was that the case here, or did the Lakers just legitimately play bad defense today? Probably a mix. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be. I thought I thought the Bulls had a lot of open shots, but then I also felt like some of those open shots were intentional. Like Derek Jones Jr. hit two threes. Like that's very Matisse Thybul hit <laughs> yes. four threes. Like that. Yeah. That's the same thing. Like these dudes. Like, he was open for a reason. Like, they didn't right. just leave him open because yeah. someone missed a rotation. They left him open because he's Derek Jones. So, like, he made two threes, and it looks like, wow, the Lakers left him wide open. But it's like, yeah, like, eight times out of ten, he doesn't make that. So, of course, they left him open. Yeah, that, that's the equivalent of, like, Jared Vanderbilt essentially going two for three from three. That would – same idea. Yeah, and, and that's what happened here. That'd be crazy. We should have one of those games. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. Can we? Just can you put not in garbage times? Run, run the not run in the garbage times. Yes. Game. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt made two threes against Toronto. That was the last time he made two. That was the last time he made a three. March tenth. He has not made a three since. I'd I'd settle for him making a layup right now at this point. Yes. <laughs> Great defender, but my goodness. Love him. Love him, though. Not hating. Love him. Yes. Yes. He does. He makes shots at the rim look extremely difficult, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One in the third quarter. So funny, oh my God. Right when you started that, Trevor, I was thinking to myself, he does the opposite when they say, like, man, he made that look really easy. Like, man, he made that look really difficult. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he made that look like it was the hardest shot of his life. And and he's great. I love Jared Vanderbilt. He's fantastic. But he just he doesn't hit threes. And he you look when there is okay. He's wide open under the basket. 
you're not 100% sure it's going in, right? Like, eh, it might not. He might miss this. Um, and, like, he's he's kind of allowed to do that because he plays such good defense and he plays so hard. But, like, we talk about guys like Lonnie and Beasley. Like, if they're not hitting shots, it's like, all right, it, like, time to go to the bench because what else are you bringing? Uh, Be blessed said, so I see that Reeves reverted back. This is why I was so hesitant to jump on the bandwagon so quickly. Uh, Austin Reeves, I thought he had some turnovers. You know, a couple seasons ago, I was calling Dennis Schroeder an optimistic passer. I think Austin Reeves was a bit of an opti- optimistic passer in this one. Threw a few passes that just weren't really there. Just kind of he hoped somebody was going to pop open there. Seven assists, but five turnovers. 13 points, six of 10 shooting. 0 of 1 at the free throw line. Played 37 minutes, the most of any Laker. Where are we at now on Austin? Are we just riding the roller coaster? What's what's real with, with Austin Reeves? Where do we feel? Uh, Sky, I don't think I've gotten your opinion on, on Austin yet. So where are we at with him? I feel the exact same way about Austin Reeves as I did after he dropped 35. Uh, I didn't expect him to do that every night. And I don't think anybody else should. He's a very gifted offensive player. One, he's not getting all the calls he was getting for a couple of games. Uh, I'll point that out. He had a rip through tonight that wasn't called. The very next possession, he drew a charge that wasn't called. Um, and we were in the bonus. So I think uh, we, we should have got some shots off that. But that's one thing. And and I don't think Austin Reeves is reverting back. Yeah, he had the, what was it, five turnovers. That is not very Austin Reeves-esque. And uh, but seven assists. He had, I, believe, I think, three rebounds, six of ten. I'll live with six of ten. You know, yeah. I, I'll take that any time. 60%. That's all right. Indeed. Yeah, that's great. Mamba mentality. So the Lakers mentality should be destroy the Bulls at their home court. You beat me at my court. Now I'll beat you at yours. Play smart, play angry, play with playoff intensity, send their fans home early. Come on, let's go. Get back to 500. That would be fantastic. That's that's what you need, right? Now you got to go win because, again, look, the Pelicans – They've had a light schedule and they're going to catch a break because Portland seems to be saying we're done and they're going to get Portland next. They have some more difficult games from there, but wouldn't shock me if by Wednesday, the Lakers are sitting behind the Pelicans in the standings. That's not where you want to be. They'd be sitting in the 10th seed. Got to start racking up those wins again. Again, if they go three and one, three and one, like you're okay. They, they were on a three, three game win streak. You drop one here to the bulls. If you win your next three, and then drop a game like that's just fine. You're going to lose some games along the way, and it's important not to get frustrated. But it does put, I think, a little bit more pressure on the Lakers to win this next one on on Wednesday. We, we were talking about it a bit on playback. Like the Lakers weren't going to go 18 and 0 to end this season. Like they were going to lose games. That every team loses games. Um, so the expectation that they were just going to like never lose again um, was unrealistic and. The good news is they've won a high enough percentage of their games to now they're at the point where when they lose a game, they're not instantly dropped out of the playoff picture altogether. Like they lost and they're still ninth. So just go win the next one and you're eighth again. Like this West is so close that as long as you just win two out of every three, three out of every four, you're fine. You're allowed to lose games. Teams are allowed to lose games. (laughs) That sounds crazy, Ron. But yes, losses <laughs> losses do happen. Uh, eight field goals for AD. What's wrong with this man? We discussed that one already, but do appreciate the uh, the super chat there. Jeremy Smith said, "Well, they're winning our chance at sixth. Still love this team. Just ran into a hot bull squad tonight. It happens. 
if we split with the Bulls, we're still thumbs up. Yeah, there's some there's some optimism, right? It's not even true that they lost their chance at sixth. No. They're what, only two games out? And State, if the Warriors bad. lose tonight, they're a game and a half back, one game in the loss column with uh, with the tiebreaker. But like, Okay, but we talked about this. Like your preference, we, we said it's a toss-up. Look, somebody's going to lose, and that's good, between the Wolves and the Warriors. Now that the Lakers dropped this game, I, I think I'd prefer to see the Wolves lose theirs as well because yeah. the Warriors are that much farther out of reach. You'd prefer to see the Wolves lose, but if the Warriors lost – you're still only one game back in the loss column of both of them. One of them you're playing on Friday, and the other one you've already secured the tiebreaker with. Yeah. Uh, Maddie James, if you're going to say Lonnie Walker will shoot you out of games, you better say the same about Beasley. We do. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beasley shots are also a lot clear. better. <laughs> There's still better looks, but yes. Seabass said Bulls are not that good complete ruse of a game. They're not a tanking team either. They're not, they're not like a there's some teams where when you're playing against them, if you show up and you commit the requisite effort to play at an NBA level, nine times out of ten, you're winning. Those teams exist in this league. That's not the Bulls. That's not the category Chicago's in. No. Uh, AD eight shots, no Rui, missed free throws. Still no big over. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. We say, well, Delo's gonna be back. Well, so is Vucevic. He'll be back next game. Barely played in this one because he got thrown out. Um, and then that means, I mean, I guess looking at this matchup on Wednesday, that means we're going to see a lot of Drummond against Wenyon. I don't like that. It did not look good in the sec, the early second quarter, late first quarter of this game. Ooh, it did not look good. No. No, that, that concerns me. What's over? That's my question. What do you mean by over? The season, the game, when those things happen, like over. What, what do we mean? That's that's what people do. The knee-jerk reaction is anytime they lose, it's that's it. Season's over. It's done. Sky is falling. Launch the nukes. All you know, all that kind of stuff. That's <laughs> launch that's, the nukes. That's, 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 that's the reaction that, that we get. Anytime they lose right now, it's it's the world is ending. Right? Trevor is on fire today, guys. Ground yes. control to Major Tom. I, Nobody here, got that here's reference. What I'm gonna ask, here's what I'm going to ask the chat. Are the Clippers, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Heat better teams than the Lakers? All four of them. And really quick before Ron continues, even if you say yes, you can't like definitively say yes because they've beaten all of those teams, unless, well, Philly, but like still. And, and the Clippers. And my point, my real point in bringing that up, all four of those teams lost by 20 or more yesterday. Wow. So losses happen in the NBA. It's okay. <laughs> the Bucs season okay. is over, folks. As long <laughs> as it doesn't happen too often, right? As long as it doesn't happen too often, then it's okay. Especially when you're in a playoff push, can't happen too often. Uh, Jay Delgado, why is Beasley shooting more than your two stars? Some of those came in garbage time. Garbage time is crazy. I mean, how many shots did how, – I don't recall off the top of my head. What was it at least four shots, I think? Maybe three that Beasley took in garbage time? <laughs> well, it depends when you think garbage time started. Well, that's true. <laughs> Second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, just like Beasley going, you know, six for 14, for hitting six threes, like that's it, – it's misleading because not all of those came when the game was, was still 
in question, right? Also, uh, they, they, were, they, were, they, they were slightly within reach around the two-minute mark. If he hits a few of those shots, yeah. we're right back in the game. So, you know. Uh, Culture Clash said, no, Rui, did he miss curfew or something? I don't understand. Definitely could have used his offense. Where where does Rui where do Rui's minutes come from? Like like this is the this is going to be a complaint from everybody, right? That Rui didn't play, and it's a fair one. I'm not saying he shouldn't have played. I'm just asking the question: where where do those minutes come from? Who do you who are you taking minutes away from to get him those minutes? Let's say it on three guys at the same time: one, two, three. Lonnie Lonnie Walker. Walker. <laughs> okay, so all 13 minutes you're taking away from Lonnie. But you know, if, if Rui played, if Rui played over Lonnie, okay, Beasley, if Rui played over Lonnie and the Lakers lost, there would have been complaints that Lonnie didn't play. Yep. Yeah, but then those complaints would have been wrong. Today they're right. <laughs> sure. Like why this is, did this is, why this did is a good problem to have? Lonnie? That's correct. Why did Rui play over Lonnie? That's weird. Like Darvin Ham prioritized rewarding a dude that overall has not been good the last month. Um, you rewarded him for one game as opposed to playing the player that fits in your scheme better and is a better player. Like th- that's just not, that's not great coaching. That's not like, that's a bad, that's a bad decision by him. Ron, also, this is not a bad problem to have uh, every, every fan. I have a lot of friends that are fans of other teams and they are making these same complaints of yes. why didn't this guy play? And why didn't this guy play? That's a yeah. good problem to have. If you've got guys that aren't playing that you feel are good enough to play, I mean, that means you have a deep team. You know, we probably weren't saying this last year and earlier in this year. And so, you know, it is what it is. Like, you just kind of have to take it. Now, if 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 you if there is a guy like example, like I don't want anyone to freak out that Rui, like, yes, I would have liked to seen Rui in this game, but it is one game. If Rui is out the next game and the game after and the game after, then it's like, okay, now we we have something to complain about. Why is Rui out for four straight games and he's not hurt? Why is he DNP? So, I mean, it's one game. Uh, we all, I think, agree that it was a mistake. And I imagine Rui's back in the lineup next game. That's, that's a good point. Um, so I was, I think it was yesterday, I, I did a video about Austin, Austin Reeves, and the, the, his comments on... Um, his contract and, and, you know, essentially saying everybody's in the game to make money and, and all those things. He'd like to stay with the Lakers, but you know, it's a business, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did a video on that. And by the way, I, I heard something um, yesterday that that interview took place a month ago on that, that point forward pod. It wasn't like Austin was saying that immediately after going on a hot streak, trying to cash in or anything, that interview was old. They just released it after Austin got got hot and had a, had a couple of really strong games. But that's besides the point. I was editing in a picture, an image that I was going to do a little zoom on. And I was trying to find good moments from Austin Reeves. And I go to put this picture in and it's Austin celebrating beating the Mavs with that three pointer in last season's game. And the guys surrounding him. I look at the image and I'm like going, oh my God, that really was the Lakers team last year. I'm looking <laughs> at it. It's like, it's like Wayne Ellington is out there with them and all these guys, you know, you compare that to what they've got this year. And it's like, man, thank, thank goodness. They were able to make some moves at, at the trade deadline and, and all of that, because that was, that was interesting. That was like that, that lineup that you see get, that gets thrown around where it's like, 
the Lakers had uh, what was oh, his name? It was Ryan Kelly, Robert Ryan Sacre, Kelly. Oh, yes, Jordan oh, Clarkson. What was that line? What was the rest of that lineup? I know it was Clarkson, Ryan Kelly, Robert Sacre. I don't yeah. remember who the fourth and fifth were. Yeah, it was it was Terrible. rough. It was rough. Whatever it was, but in any event, yes. Bottom line, they're they're deeper now. Go up. So not even stressing, Braun looked good. No game until Wednesday. Rest up. We can go on a run. Uh, but I can see some clowns saying Braun brings the team down. Oh, yeah. But that's that's somebody where you just say thank you for showing your bias here. And look, everybody has bias, right? I look at things through purple and gold lenses. I'm always going to have a, a Lakers bias in everything that I look at, right? We all, all have our own bias. But there are people out there, and LeBron, because he's polarizing, there's LeBron stands or fans, depending on which phrase you want to use, how old you are maybe. Um, and there's also haters. He's got a lot of haters. And so you're going to get people that are waiting for any opportunity to say something negative about LeBron. And they're going to be running around saying LeBron messed up the Lakers chemistry and da, 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 da. Uh, today, that's just, that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, Cause that's the sports world that we live in right now. Uh, Jared said, Oh no. Oh no. I don't want to, I don't want to good pun. <laughs> it's a good pun, but um, uh, maybe it's better than and one Thony Davis, but I he sure enjoy not. saying it a lot more. He calls him Canthony Davis can't be relied upon a one, a player wouldn't let us question it this long into his career. He should have had 50 after getting Busevich tossed. He couldn't even get 20 and 10. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Like, hmm. what, else, what else do we have to say really, really quick? Sorry to cut you off, Ron. But, like, no, no, one, one thing that Ron didn't point out earlier, when you look, when you compare Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, and AD, the biggest difference outside the fact that those guys get treated and schemed up like 1A players is that AD averages 30 freaking touches per game less than all three of those guys. Not 10, 30 touches a game less than the best player in basketball and the two uh, runner uh, front runners for MVP. And he averages 26 and 12 on 30 less touches. So, like, no duh is going to go up and down because his touches are never consistent. Right. So like, come on, man. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, go draw the play up himself. That, the, that's, I think, what they're asking. And I'd like to point out the wording here of a 1A player wouldn't let us question it. Um, like, you're, he's not 
aware of your questioning it. He <laughs> not care. Like <laughs> Anthony Davis is fine. He's got a chip. He's got like eight all NBA first teams. He's got like nine all-star appearances. I think it's like five all NBA first teams, but he's got like nine all-stars. Dude is good. He has proven that he is a very, very elite basketball player. Um, does not need your approval. <laughs> Jeez, we're all going in. Let's go. <laughs> Seriously, though. Ace of Hearts says, why was Braun playing off of Reeves so much? Wouldn't the other way around make more sense? I uh, love Austin Reeves and the run he had, but can we please get back to reality? I mean, Sky, you're – You've suffered injuries. Your first match back, are you going 100 miles per hour instantly, or are you kind of, you know, dipping your toe back into the water a little bit, feeling your way through? Yeah, I think it's a lot. It's the latter. You know, LeBron, it didn't feel like he held back too much, but he was clearly on a minutes restriction mm -hmm. and he clearly didn't want to do anything stupid. He wanted to work his way. You know, when you're getting in the pool, not everybody dives in, baby. Sometimes you got to put that toe in there. And then move to the ankle. And then once it gets above the knees, it gets a little tough. You know what I'm saying? When it gets around <laughs> that hip area, you know? <laughs> and uh, that was just, yeah, that 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 took a turn. I didn't need to. But yeah, no, I thought, again, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I thought LeBron, uh, I'm not worried about LeBron. I'm not worried about LeBron yes. at all. First game back, I was actually surprised, like extremely surprised he was going to play today. I was following Trevor on social media and it was like oh well he's been upgraded to this and now he's been upgraded and then now he's playing and it's like holy what he's i told one of my friends yeah. I was, he's not going to play today but i think we're going to get him back this week and the next thing i know he's playing so i don't if there's one person you do not have to worry about is lebron james agreed agreed john said where's Rui? two players with defense and energy for the sake of lebron wow oh wow ham what's the the comment there <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I'm like I understand where's Rui, but two players with defense and energy for the sake of LeBron. Meaning Rui would bring defense and energy. He's I didn't not know Rui was like a defensive anchor. It, are they saying that because we got LeBron back, Rui didn't get like he didn't get the minutes because LeBron and who else is the second player that didn't get minutes? Oh, okay. Up? That makes more sense. Okay. Is that what is that what they're saying, or did another player? I mean, unless unless you're on the Sean train and Max Christie better be getting minutes. I don't know who else. Davon Reed. Woo! Hey, Davon Reed. Reed, dude, boy, yeah, play a little bit, not really though. All right, Ricky said, "Why is Beasley getting so many minutes? AD eight shots, Beasley sixteen. What is Ham doing? Again, where? Like the I've been going back to okay, if Beasley's not having a good game, feed more minutes to Austin Reeves. Austin got thirty-seven in this game." So you can't complain there. I would have to imagine that when D'Lo comes back, where are those minutes coming from? Well, you can look at Lonnie, but he played 13 minutes. D'Lo's not going to play 13 minutes. He's going to play 30. So the rest of those minutes, they're probably coming from Beasley. Right? Again, yeah, remember, facts. like six of those shots from Beasley came in the last 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two nice guys. Do the, does the Lakers' inconsistency for getting up at, for games concern you about a potential play-in situation? You can't you can't have your foot on the gas pedal every single night of every single game. It's easy to say that. Oh, just hold down the turbo button and you're fine, but you just can't. 
you just like you can't do that over the course of, a, of an entire season. And again, from afar, it's easy to say that, but to be completely sharp, completely focused, and have and be putting forth maximum effort every single night over an 82 game season, it's just not it's not possible. And so I don't think that can be the expectation that, oh, they're up for every single game. And I know right now we say, well, you got to win because it's the playoffs and you know everything's on the line and, and all of that. And again, I don't think this was just like a low energy game. This isn't like Houston, right? Houston was a low energy game. The Lakers blew it. That's their fault. This wasn't necessarily a low energy game. I mean, maybe they weren't as fired up as we saw them against, uh, say, the Pelicans, uh, what, a week ago or something like that. But this wasn't a game where they just flat out didn't try. Uh, Doug Maui said, Beasley shot us off the court. LeBron's going to need a lot more games to be ready. Your colleague Ron claiming last week Rui is 20 million or 15 million at the lowest is an atrocious take. Take him off this summer with Beasley. Ron, would you like to defend yourself there? Didn't say 20. I said 15 to 18, uh, which is different. A. Uh, B. Uh, yeah, maybe the Lakers are just deciding, hey, if we don't play him, we can pay him less this summer, um, which would be an interesting way to go about this. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know why why we're talking about Rui uh, being overpaid next season when he didn't even play today. Like, And we're criticizing the coach for not playing him. So clearly we all believe he has some inherent value. Um, sure. <clears throat> this most people would say 18, but... But that, that being said, I think one of the realities for the Lakers this summer is when we talk about, you know, he's talking about take, you know, take Rui off the roster, Beasley off the roster. You can't replace them. If you're keeping D'Lo, if you're keeping Reeves, you're going to be an over-the-cap team. Losing these guys isn't going to give you necessarily any more money to spend unless it allows you to use the full mid-level instead of the taxpayer mid-level. And even that's not a significant amount of money uh, in terms of the, the difference in, in spending power there. So part of the reason for keeping these guys and saying, okay, Malik Beasley isn't worth 16 million. Sure. But if you let him go to save that 16 million, the only thing that helps is the Lakers bottom line. That doesn't help you build out a better team. It doesn't mean you get $16 million to go spend. So that's going to be reality for the Lakers this off season. Even if you see some guys who you say, Oh, you know, Rui, I wouldn't give Rui 14 million. I would only give him, give him 10. Okay. But the alternative was for him to walk away and then you lose him for nothing and have no way to replace him. That's going to be reality for this team this summer. Just real quick, so so fans can kind of understand the way a, a lot of these contracts get negotiated. Because I've negotiated some of my own contracts. I have an agent. I know agents the way, you know, in sports and in my business. A lot of it comes down to what a comp, right? So if you're talking about Rui Hachimura's uh, contract, uh, a lot of times, like his agent may go to the Lakers and say, okay, you know, Rui is similar, you know, in some words, similar to this player on this team. And this mm -hmm. player is making this much money. And a lot of times that's where they gauge how much these guys get paid. It's off comps. That's why a lot of the contracts are very similar for max players, for mid players and that sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah, you can say like, I wouldn't pay Rui 16 million dollars but if his agent says hey here's three guys that are similar to Rui in position in production and that sort of thing and they're making 14 to 18 million dollars it's hard to argue against that really really exactly quick happens. 
while we're on the topic of Rui, I just read through Darvin Ham's statement on oh, why Rui did not play. And essentially, the reasoning was somebody's minutes had to get cut, and it just happened to be Rui tonight, which makes no sense. But okay. Like, I mean, duh, somebody's minutes had to get cut. You bring it back a big piece of LeBron, but like, like Ron, I think Ron said it earlier. Like, you're just basically rewarding Lonnie for having a good game where he hasn't played well since the pre trade deadline Lakers. So, shrug. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that was indeed what, what Ham said. So, I would imagine that's not going to be the case next game, next time they take on the Bulls. All right. Let's, let's finish with this. Finish with this. Uh... Master lock of the night. Guys, let's vent a little bit. Most annoying thing from this game. Ron, go to you first. Uh, Rui not playing, so I don't know if that's uh, that's Darvin Ham. But yeah, Rui not playing. Um, I know, like, I agree with the take that it's just one game and, like, let's see if this is a consistent thing. But, like, if you're looking at what the Bulls do well and what the Lakers have, um Rui makes perfect sense right like you, the Bulls have two all-star wings um in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine they have solid guards but not really like offensively minded guards they have you know Kobe White is solid but like Alex Crusoe and Patrick Beverly make their money on the defensive end um so to have a guard heavy rotation when you are playing a team that their offense revolves entirely around two wings, um, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And Roy Hachimura definitely should have been in the game plan. Okay. One master lock for, for Darwin, Sean. Uh, follow me here. I'm going to go with like social media. So oh. long story short, there was a coach I was able to work with uh, Wes Miller, Cincinnati head basketball coach. He had a great saying that stuck with me. It's, you know, you you approach winning and losing the exact same, meaning you win by 25 points, right? Cool. Just because you won by 25 points, that doesn't mean the next day you change something or you get a, a ahead of yourself. You celebrate for that day. Cool, right? Same thing with losing. You lose by 30 or whatever, right? But that's an outlier game. Maybe that's a bad example. Tomorrow, we're, getting, we're still going to work as hard as possibly can. We're still going to prepare as, as, po- as hard as possibly can and work obviously make corrections whatever needed and change that going forward tying on the ball whatever it's like the whole point that's just staying level-headed and like i think sky might have said a little bit earlier ad could have could have 40 points against chicago on wednesday we're gonna have 15 super chats about saying anthony davis is underpaid arguably ad is an mvp candidate where's all the ad slander at now but like right now he has a off game for a ton of different reasons and it's Trade AD, AD's a bum, AD's soft, which is bogus. Dude came back from a freak injury in five weeks. In five weeks, he's supposed to miss like 10. He came back in half the time and is still playing on it. So social media, just the overreactions that happen, good and bad, after a game or a player result. All right. Social media reactions getting getting master locked. Joining Darvin Ham. Sky? I love that. What are you going to make tap out? selfishly i am going to master lock the people in the comments earlier that said that i should be master locked because none of you 
none of you are man enough to master lock these shoulders. And if you even dream of doing it, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> Crazy. Did you just cut a promo? I should. Sure <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, well done. Well done, sir. Um, uh, my my master lock, I'm going to go. I'm in a master lock outlier shooting performances because it just makes you feel bad. No, you know what? No, I changed my mind. Patrick Beverly gets the master lock. That's right. Our old friend, oh, Pat, for doing the too small on, on LeBron James. That was hilarious. Come on, Pat. <laughs> I understand. We all know that we all know what's going on here. We all know you're getting ready for your post-playing days career. And so you say as many outlandish things as you can and, and all of that. I get it. You're good at it. All credit to you. But still, Patrick Beverly gets the master lock for, for trying to do that on LeBron, who's just coming back from injury. I don't know, Pat. And I have a feeling Pat's going to be taking credit for this win when, frankly, he didn't do a ton out there tonight for the Bulls, although they did admittedly win. But still, Pat, not cool. Master lock for you. All right. I think that wraps things up for today. Lakers got to get back on track on Wednesday when they go to Chicago to take on the Bulls. We'll see. They can get the job done there and then continue to make that playoff push. Hopefully, fingers crossed, D'Angelo Russell will be back in action. Till next time, everybody, make sure you are subscribing to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And, of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. See you, everybody, and stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.